everyone, it's Natasha Toddy Weston, entrepreneur, content creator, and three times best-selling author. Let's scratch the titles. I'm just the girl next door. If you follow me on social media, you know I'm all about being an open book, bringing current events from the real world and my world to the table to give my sisters from other misters insight, wisdom, and real talk about life, business, and all that other ish. The reason I created Table Talk with Toddy is because I've spent the last decade mostly online talking to people, more specifically millennial women all around the world about the ups and downs that come with building a brand, being a mom, and having a personal life. And what I eventually realized was that we all have many of the same questions, curiosities, and challenges. So here we are. On the Table Talk with Toddy podcast, we'll laugh, we'll cry, and I'm pretty sure we'll be pouring it up together on many occasions. It's about time that you got a relatable, unapologetic view on life as a creative living in the 21st century. On this show, you'll hear from some of my close friends, family, and guests that I've learned a thing or two from over the last decade. Get ready for some ahas, mm-hmms, and yes girls, because at this table, nothing, and I mean nothing, is off limits. Be sure to subscribe to the Table Talk with Toddy podcast right now on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. Hey, hey, this is Natasha Toddy Weston and we are back. Welcome to season seven of the Table Talk with Toddy podcast. Man, we have been apart for seven long months. And you know what? I really, and I mean really miss this. Although many of you have still been connected to me on other channels, such as my talk show Toddy Tonight and on social media, of course, I specifically missed being able to hop on a podcast in my bonnet, I might add, and share my thoughts and ideas in real time. You know, it's been a pretty challenging seven months thanks to the COVID-19, but I'm so glad we're back together because I've missed connecting with you and I missed being able to share a piece of my mind with my best friends. So thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me into your homes, cars, or wherever else you may tune into the show each week. Now, I have a great show planned for you today, but first, let's catch up really quick so I can bring you up to speed with all that's been on my table since we last spoke, and I want to say March, mid-March, and I want to know, of course, what you've been up to, so hit me up on social media. My personal handle is at officialtoddy, or you can tag us at Table Talk with Toddy. I have all the information in the description. And tell me what's been on your table since we last chatted in March. I know it's been a long time. But first things first, if you haven't heard the news yet, we are now streaming you guys on Amazon Music. Yes, we are one of the very first podcast shows invited to the platform. Amazon reached out to me a couple of months ago before the platform actually rolled out and you know they told us a little bit about it and also invited us to give them permission to um, stream our show on their platform but we had to of course promise secrecy until the platform was actually rolled out so it just so happened that when we made the announcement we were already planning on sharing uh, the the date for today's premiere. So everything works out in good time. We all know that, right? So season six ended back in March, like I said, and the last episode was a mini-sode, so it was, you know, very short and sweet. And I gave you eight keys to surviving the coronavirus, but I didn't think we would be in it this long. But despite being in a pandemic for most of 2020, I can say this has hands down been one of my best and biggest years on so, so, so many levels. So if you haven't listened to that episode yet, please, I encourage you, go back and listen to it. Like I said, it's a mini-sode, so it's not one of our hour-long conversations. So it's something that you can easily listen to really, really, really quick. So quick recap on what's been going on with me. Um, When season six ended, I did make a post on uh, the Table Talk with Toddy social, inviting you all to join us in my newest creation, which was Toddy Tonight. Ever since I've been a child, I've always dreamed of having my own talk show. And so when COVID happened and season six ended, I was trying to figure out what to do. What could I do to connect with you guys in a little bit of a different space than we usually do, which is the podcast. This is usually where we congregate. 
But I figure with everybody being stuck quarantining and not being able to have the luxury of in-person interaction, I figure the next best thing to do would be to create a space where we could talk about everything that was going on in the world from current events to life in quarantine to just regular conversations that honestly I would have with my friends and my business colleagues on a day-to-day basis in the first place. So Toddy Tonight is my digital talk show. We did a season one pilot run, four episodes every two weeks, um, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Um, Not only did I release my first talk show, but leading up to uh, the season finale of the show, I announced on the finale episode that... I was starting my second business, which is an online women's boutique called Ethel and Carrie, named after my late grandmother and late great grandmother. And so everything just kind of seamlessly ran into each other. And y'all, I was going crazy, just trying to keep everything moving and running and strategically planning everything out. And so I'm very thankful (laughs) to report that I'm still in my right mind and that I... I feel accomplished. I feel like if I could have done all that I've done this year and still made it out with a peace of mind, then I had a great year. So last but not least, because I feel like all of our quarantines have been pretty similar, I am virtual schooling. So, and I know I'm not the only one. So y'all hit me up on social and let me know how that's going for you. But I am also virtual schooling. The first week, I really thought I was going to have several nervous breakdowns, several anxiety attacks. But thank you, Lord. We're still here. Tyler has adjusted very well. And I am extremely, extremely, extremely grateful for that. All right. So that's what's been going on with me, you guys. So when I was trying to decide how I wanted to kick off this new season, I went back and forth on what to talk about. The ups and downs of 2020 are no secret at all. We've experienced grief, loss, and so many uncertainties from taking care of our families, pivoting in our businesses. I'm raising my hands over here. And the most exciting part of our new norm, virtual schooling. I hope you guys heard the sarcasm there. Because there is so much that could be said about this year and all that we have experienced, I figured why not start off with something that has become even more important to me now than before this year and something that I don't believe we've talked about yet on the show in seven seasons. And that's legacy and what it really takes, I mean, really takes to build a long-lasting brand. Kobe, Chadwick, Naya, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Congressman John Lewis. The list goes on and on, guys. But one thing I know to be the common denominator amongst these names are the legacies they left behind. From the stories we will continue to tell on their behalf to the brands they created that are here to stay, it is all legacy. Now, the question then becomes... Well, how do I get there? How do I start building with purpose and intention? How do I take the life that I've been given and the cards I've been dealt and turn it into legacy? Now, I know there are several creatives and entrepreneurs who are connected with me, either here on the podcast, in digital land, wherever, who are thinking about building a brand or are actively building one right now. But you may feel like something is missing or that you're doing it all quote unquote wrong. Well, quick FYI, there is no 100% guaranteed path on how to do this. But today, I want to share with you what I do and what I have been doing over the years that works. Now, if you're wondering how to set yourself up to build a brand that isn't only around for a season, but one that will last a lifetime, well, I got you. Today's your lucky day. But first, be sure to subscribe to the show at tabletalkwithtoddy.com, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcasting directory. And if you like what you hear on today's show, I ask you, I plead with you to please don't keep this to yourself. Share it with your crew, rate, and leave a review. Now, let's dive right in. In today's show, I'm going to go straight to the pen and paper material. We're not going to start easy rolling this time. We're going to get straight to it. 
But seriously, I often get asked how I'm able to juggle so many different things in my brand, in my now two businesses, in my personal life, all of that. And I wanted to really touch on this because I'm working on a project, which you guys will find out about really soon, where I want to get more in depth into legacy and how to build legacy from my standpoint. You guys know I've been in this whole entrepreneurial space for over 10 years at this point. And to be completely honest with you, I am just now starting to really reap the benefits of all of the very intentional moves that I have made over the last decade plus. Um, So today I want to share with you some key things that when I sat down to write out some notes some talking points for today's show. I really, after I wrote them out, I was like, you know what, this, this is, this is really like a good guide for someone who is either entering a space of wanting to be the first millionaire in your family, break generational curses, do something that nobody around you has ever done before. These are really good points. And, you know, of course, there were lots of factors that played into the success that I have been able to see over the last 10 plus years. But what I'm going to share with you today are the the key factors that has gone into my decision making process when it comes to my overall brand. So for whatever capacity you were introduced to me or we were introduced to each other, rather it was my first book, rather it was my first TV interview on the CW, rather it was um, recently through Ethel and Carey, whatever capacity you have met me in or we've been introduced and come into each other's lives. The key factors that played into every decision I've made for the most part, I'm going to share those things with you today. So today is not going to be a laxy daisy show. I want you to literally take notes. I want you to first, I want you to listen to this episode a couple of times. The first time I want you to listen. I want you to really, really, really listen. And then the next time you listen to it, I want you to write these things down And when you go to make decisions, I want you to really, truly think about these things. Because if anybody asks me, how do you do it? This is how, okay? So the first key factor that plays into how I am building a long-lasting brand, how I've still remained consistent after over 10 years in just building a brand in general, the first thing is I never got too comfortable with my current performance. I never got too comfortable with my current performance. Now, quick little backstory. For years, I struggled to get clear on exactly what I was supposed to be doing in the marketplace specifically because, of course, I'm in the marketplace. I tried to, you know, I tried some of everything, but I always felt like I missed the mark. And to be honest with you guys, I cringed every time someone would ask me, what do you do? Or... When it was time to introduce myself on interviews, panels, I would have like, I would just like cringe. (laughs) I would literally cringe. And it was because I always operated from a place of building longevity. Everything that I did, I wanted it to make sense. I wanted it to be cohesive. But what I eventually found out was that the only way you'll find cohesiveness and consistency in building a long lasting brand is through keep doing stuff. So eventually, obviously, I kept executing on the ideas that I had. I didn't sit around and wait on the perfect opportunity. And if you know anything about my story, you know that I have been in some of the most unfortunate circumstances, but I've created my best work in those circumstances. So I kept executing on ideas that I had. For me, it was kind of an escape to all that was actually happening in my life in real time. And so before I knew it, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years have gone by and I've got books. I am speaking on panels. People are requesting to work with me. And now in current time, my calendar has been so booked. I have been so busy. I have been having four figure days consecutively for a while now. That never existed. And it happened because if you keep doing something, 
If you keep, if you're crazy enough to keep doing something over and over and over again for over 10 years, eventually it's going to come together. So for the first time, I know exactly who I am. I know exactly what I do. And I know my value in the marketplace and in the world in general. So this came because I never got too comfortable with my performance ever. It's why you guys ask, how do you just jump from one idea to the next and you execute it on such another level? And the answer is because I never got comfortable. Every time I did something and I achieved a goal or I surpassed a goal, I never got comfortable. I was always like, okay, I'm happy that I was able to accomplish this, but now how can I add to this to contribute to my end goal, which is to build a long lasting legacy? Like, I don't want my brand to die when I die. I don't want what I, the work that I have put in to vanish because, you know, I may be having a bad year. You know, I want it to be to the point where it's going to live on without me, whether I'm still living and breathing or rather I just decide to take a year off. And so the only way that this happens is to not get comfortable with your current performance. And I see this happening so much. I have a love-hate relationship with social media because on social media, you literally get, you know, like a preview of everybody's life. You see how people operate. And I have this thing where I just kind of hate that I see things that I don't want to see sometimes. But I do notice that a lot of, um, well, I won't say a lot, but quite a few that I've observed, creatives, entrepreneurs, small business owners get so complacent with the same repeat clients, the same repeat customers that they haven't leveled up the experience of working with them. The, they haven't leveled up the experience of you know working within their their brand. They don't step up when it comes to how they show up for their audience. Now, I don't know who I'm talking to, but you're too comfortable. You've had your business. You're well-known in the community, but you have not leveled up the experience of what it means to work with you, right? What you do and what Sister Sue down the street does is no different. Y'all sell the same product and y'all experience is the same. So it all boils down to what's more convenient. And so... Um, I want to share an example just to kind of break down what I mean by not getting too comfortable when you're talking about putting anything into the marketplace. So imagine that there's a nail salon that you've been frequenting for the last, what, three to five years. And one day you go in for a pedicure and the regular tech that usually services you is not available. The only person that's able to do your pedicure is a new tech who literally just got their license and they're on a trial run at the salon, right? (laughs) Well, they do a horrible job on your pedicure and you said, I'm not going there anymore. I'm just going to go to the the place up the street. I'm just going to go there. Well, it just so happened that your schedule got changed around. You couldn't get off work in time to go to the new salon. So you end up back at at the OG of your nail salon, right? And as soon as you walk through the door, you notice they remodeled, you notice they've done some renovations, and they greet you at the door with wine or a bottle of water. And you're like, okay, okay, I like this. Now, that one level up in that business's performance is going to make the difference between you buying from them and sue down the street. So again, even if you look around at the bigger companies, Walmart, Target, Nordstrom, Fashion Nova, if you look at the bigger brands, they're never complacent. They are never, their websites don't even stay the same for over a six month period of time, right? They change up the homepage. They, they, they try new things. They hire new models that look a little bit different. They try new ways of marketing. They don't care if 5,000 of their customers, they, listen, everybody is a repeat customer at Fashion Nova. But that doesn't give Fashion Nova an excuse to not change or level up the experience that we have with them. And I say we because I frequent them, even though I have my own boutique. I frequent Fashion Nova a lot. They don't even have to market to me because I already know that they have things that I like at an affordable price. So I say all of that to say that if you look at the bigger brands, the ones that we shop with, the ones that we frequent, we're going to go back to them no matter what. But it's nice when we log on or when we see that they're doing something 
something different. When we see that they're, they've leveled up our experience, it makes us want to spend money with them. It makes us not want to go look around for anybody else. And I feel like I see that a lot where brands are like, oh, well, I, you know, I got these 10 customers or these 10 clients who come to me for everything and I'm cool with that. That's not how you build a long lasting brand. So this kind of leads me into my next point, which is I put 1000% in everything my hand touches, guys. Like I know you see everything I put out. I don't just do it mediocre. Even though there are shortcuts to everything, in my opinion, I don't take them. I take the more detailed route because I know that that is the one thing that is going to separate me from my competition. Everybody, if you think about it, just think about it for a second. Everybody out here in these streets is looking for a shortcut. We want to find a course that's going to tell us exactly how to get from step A to B. We want to find a book where we can find the, the, the exact strategy. We want to find, we, we want the shortcut. So if you're that 1%, that goes above and beyond in your projects, you'll stand out. It's kind of like with my talk show. I could have literally just popped on Facebook Live um, with a re- you know my regular webcam. I could have you know just got on there and started talking. But no, I took it to 1,000. I had professional makeup jobs every episode. I literally produced it. So I didn't just have like a plain screen. I had my guest name on the screen. I had a backdrop. I had, you know, the marketing was on another level. Every week you could expect video content. You could expect interactive um, content on Instagram. You could expect hype to be around what I was doing because why? I'm thinking big. I'm thinking legacy. I'm thinking long lasting. And nobody remembers anything mediocre. They remember the person that was over the top. And I often use Ming Lee as an example because she's an example of over the top. Everything she does is next level. It has you thinking like, wow, I need to step my game up. Like, wow. And that's the way it's supposed to be. If you, when I think hair extensions, I think nothing but snob life. And that's because we constantly see that Ming puts 1000% effort in everything her hand touches. I am the same way. And I think I'm that way by nature, but I do think that this is something that you should totally start thinking about. Just because you could get a free template website on Wix doesn't mean that you should use the free template on Wix. Let me say that again. Just because you can get a free website template on Wix doesn't mean you should use the free Wix website template. What you should do, you can use the platform, but how about step up the web design or use the template because everybody is going to have the template. The chances of you running into another brand, another business, someone on the same hunt as you having that same template, the chances are so high. So why not just put a thousand percent in what you're doing from every angle, from every angle, because the actions you are making blend in with every other brand that's thinking the same way as you. You're buying from the same vendors as everybody else. You're putting the bare minimum in your customers' experiences and expecting them to stick around. You're showing up in the exact same capacity as everyone else. That is why you don't stand out. That's the quickest way to water down your legacy. Quickest way to water down your legacy. So if you ever wondered, why do I, like I, y'all, it's crazy sometimes. I sometimes laugh and I'm like, why do I do all of this? Why am I putting so much work into this one little project? And then I put it out and I'm so grateful that I put all of the energy that I put into it. I'm so glad that I went over the top because why? It translates. People pay attention. People follow. People start mentioning your name in rooms that you aren't even in. That's the goal. That is how you build long-lasting legacy. Had Kobe not done what he did on the court, would we would we remember him? Had Chadwick not endured all that he endured and gave us some of our most memorable films, would we remember him? Naya. Her whole life, would we have remembered her if she wasn't such an extraordinary person? The politicians who passed away, would we have remembered them if they didn't speak up? No. So the same rule applies when it comes to saying, not only do I want to build, you know, everybody's, I want to build a six-figure brand. Oh, I want to make a million, all this. The numbers are, are lovely. But legacy isn't only in the numbers and the money. Legacy is in the impact. 
Legacy is in, are people going to remember you? Are you memorable? Are the experiences that you're creating for other people memorable? And if the answer is no, I encourage you to think about the experience, right? We only remember our best experiences. We don't want to think about the bad ones. So if you start treating your brand in that way, you would truly start to see a shift in how people respond to you. You'll start to feel like you really have a place on and offline. All right, let's move on. The third key factor that I am very, very, very intentional about that I wasn't always as intentional about is putting others in position to win with me. Envision holding hands with someone, putting other people in position to win with you. That That's really, 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 really big for me. Now you may ask, well, how do I do this? And the answer, the, the first part of this, let's break it down. The first part is to take a look at who is right in your circle. This is the first step because most of the time, how you produce, how you engage with your brand, how you run your brand, how you see your brand, how you see the future of your brand, all is in the beginning determined by who are you hanging around. Now, there are levels to friendships. There are levels to relationships. I did a whole episode on it many, many, many moons ago. However, look at who's right in your circle. And I'm talking about right in your circle. For me, my circle consists of my mom. My circle consists of Tyler, even though he's just six. My circle consists of a couple of my close best friends. My circle consists of Candace, who is my business bestie, my photographer, um, Kristen, my makeup artist, Zip. Like, that's my circle. So as you can see, that's a combination of personal, professional with a mix of two, right? Because everyone that I had started off in a business relationship, we eventually became friends. It's like Kristen and Zip makeup artist and photographer. Of course, our relationship started as a working relationship, but now I consider them friends, right? And so this is all when you when you're building a brand that's going to be long lasting and leave legacy, you don't just do it for you. You take people you you make sure that you're holding hands with the right circle. So consider the people in that circle. How can you help them get one step closer to their legacy? And how could they help you get one step closer to yours? It's a give or take thing. When you do that, not only are you reaching the people that you would reach with your own willpower, but now you're going to reach people that are connected to those individuals and vice versa. It's a win-win situation. You follow me? So I'm always thinking about how can I incorporate uh, Kristen into this project? How can I incorporate Zip into this project? What can I get my mom to help me do that's going to give her some experience or, or, or put her in a different headspace or help her with her ministry? I'm always thinking about winning with the people I am around. Whenever you have the opportunity to promote those people, to plug them in, do it. Because there are many short and long-term benefits here, but overall you're serving. And when you come from a place of serving you guys and genuinely wanting to see your people win, you will reap the benefits. I promise you, I guarantee you, you will reap the benefits, right? That's just so important. I often look at celebrity circles and that's because I feel like for the most part, we're all pretty tapped into certain celebrity circles. I always use a couple of different scenarios um, of two women I admire on two different levels, two different perspectives of life. Toya Wright Johnson, she's formerly Toya Wright, Toya Johnson in her circle of friends. So you have Toya, you have Candy, you have Rashida. If you haven't noticed Tiny, that's what I was trying to think of. If you haven't noticed, anytime someone in that circle releases a new product, has an event, um, has a life event that's happening, everybody rallies around. And not just for reality TV. Toya released a new bonnet. Everybody posts about it. Tiny has a new talk show. Everybody posts about it. It's like second nature. And I want to say I touched on this in a previous episode, but I just cannot remember which one. But the point here is that everybody shares. And then you have Lauren Ridinger, who is my one of my mentors, her circle. And of course, her circle, they're like A-listers. She's best friends with J-Lo. She's best friends with Lala. She is friends with, what's the lady's name? Eva Longoria. She's friends with the Kardashians. And every time somebody does something, they all share it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is how you are spreading the money 
spreading the experience, spreading the legacy amongst the people who are already close to you. And and back to Lauren, if you look, Lauren had already had her own cosmetics line, Modus by Lauren. Well, she knew that she needed to touch on a different demographic. And so her best friend, Lala, don't quote me, but I think Lala is like black and half what Puerto Rican. Don't quote me on that. But she touched a different audience than Lauren could as a Caucasian woman. So guess what? Oh, well, now, since I already have built this platform, I already have motives. Why don't we create a specific genre or niche just for you? Motives by Lala. Do you follow me? And so this is how you build legacy, you guys. You cannot build it by yourself. You need to make sure that the people around you are also on a hunt and on a mission to create a long lasting brand because I see brands all the time pop up and they're like, oh, I'm launching this, I'm launching that. And then they launch it for like two, three months and then you don't hear anything from them. It doesn't work that way, you guys. You have to be in the relationship business. You have to be in the business where you can serve the people around you. Those people can serve you and y'all can win together. All right, I digress. Factor number four, take time to live so you can create from your most authentic core. Take time to live, you guys, so you can create from your most authentic core. I know the whole lifestyle is work hard. I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know, all work, no play, no new friends, you know, all the stuff that we've been brainwashed to believe. But I'm here to tell you that the only way to um, have the experience, have the know-how, have the insight, and have the conversations that you need to build a relevant brand and a long-lasting brand, because if you're not in a conversation, are you really even relevant? That's what it all boils down to. So if you never get out and meet people, if you're always just hanging with your same four or five friends and and you haven't expanded your network or your reach, and if you never have conversations or learn from your mistakes, from what experience are you actually going to serve from? I don't know about y'all, but I hate when I buy a course or sign up for something and you can tell that that person has no real hands-on experience because it sounds like they're just reading from a textbook. They can't be teaching you something and then turn around and give you real live examples about it. That's how you can always tell if someone isn't really living to create from their most authentic core. It's just kind of like copy and paste. And the only way, y'all, the only way I'm able to teach y'all some of the things I teach y'all, the only reason I have a podcast where I have experience and stories for days is because I have I have realized that it is very important to live. It's, it's equally or if not more important for you to actually get out, mingle, enjoy life so that you have things to talk about on your podcast. So you have quotes to post that aren't from somebody else. You know, that's the, the reposting of the, the old quote. I had someone post on um, a quote gram that I shared on Facebook a couple weeks ago. And they were like, you always come up with the best things to say, the best quotes. And that makes me feel good. You know why? Because a lot of people don't have anything from the core to say. All they know how to do is repost tweets from successful people. They have no tweets, no insight, no wisdom of their own. Y'all, these things I post come straight from the heart, straight from the core, because I live. I know it seems like I'm just building a business and that I'm always just working, 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 which I am. But within those things, I do take time to talk to my best friends. I do take time to watch certain things on TV. Um, I do take the time to know what's happening around me so that I can adapt to it, live through it, and then share from my context what I think that may help you, if that makes sense. I feel like I just broke that all the way down. (laughs) But that's because you got to live. Don't let nobody tell you that all you got to do is work, work, work. Work is very important. But let me tell you where the real magic happens. The real magic happens when you can work, live your life, and monetize influence and impact because you have been living your life. That's the magic, y'all. That is where I am right now as I am recording this show. I am finally at a place where everything I'm doing makes sense. It's cohesive. I mean, if you go back to my beginning, my beginning was in fashion. 
From there, I went into public relations and then I got more into the creative aspect of building a brand. And then I started doing it for myself. And it's still, I couldn't put the pieces of the puzzle together. But now, because I've lived, I have experienced, I have gone through trial and error. I have fallen flat on my face. I have gotten back up. I have still created in my worst situations. Now, every single thing I'm doing from my personal brand to Tot Spot Media to Ethel and Carrie, it's all cohesive. It's all based off of me living. Does that make sense? It's all based off of me living. When I was in my lowest points, what did I do? I created content. Now Tot Spot Media is about what? Creating content. When I was in my lowest places, I still figured out how to dress stylishly. Ethel and Carrie, right? I knew how to tell my story in style even when I didn't have the money. That's what everything that I do exists off of. So when I'm dead and gone, I want people to know me for that. I want people to to still be talking about Talks by Media and Ethel and Carrie in the books that I've written and in the in the content that I've executive produced. I still want people to be talking about that stuff. None of that will would have happened if I hadn't lived, if I hadn't taken the time to live and and try my best to enjoy life and integrate my life with my brand. Factor number five, and this one is very important, you guys. Let me take you back just a little bit. My first book was called 10 Effective Ways to Start Your Business with Zero Dollars. I think you all have probably read it by now. But in that book, I pretty much shared if you had a business idea, how could you get that idea off the ground without spending any money? Because at the time writing that book, I didn't have any money. I had started my business with no money, my first business. And so I shared 10 ways that you could have done that. Now, here we are, what, 10 years later? And I've obviously made several investments over the years. And there have been a lot of things that I have done DIY. I have um, worked with teams. I have had assistants, interns. I've done a little bit of every capacity of making investments to grow my brand. However, one thing that is very important to me is that I had to realize that investments were no longer an option once I reached a certain peak. Investments are a requirement for longevity. Now, I know when you hear investments, you think money. I'm talking about putting money into it. Yes, money is a part of it. Um, Investments are also effort. Effort in doing the research and being resourceful enough to figure out how you can make investments even when you don't have the tangible dollars in your hands or in your bank account. It takes money, you guys. It takes resourcefulness, you guys, to set yourself up to make more money. Because you need to invest money to get in certain rooms. You need money to get access to certain software. You need money to buy a certain amount of inventory to make a certain amount of money. You need money to take your marketing to the next level. You need money to take your content to the next level. Now, I am not saying you can't do any of those things without money or very little money. But when you want to... uh, take things to an entirely new level where you're no longer your competition's competition, you must invest in the experiences you are creating both on and offline. Now, I'm not going to get too much into multiple income streams, but I can't do this part of the show without mentioning it. Having multiple income streams is going to be the thing that saves your butt most of the time. And I'm going to use myself as an example again, because obviously that's what this I'm giving you life, right? I have two businesses and then I have my personal brand. So let me break it down how it works. Natasha Weston, that's who I am. That's my personal brand. I have several income streams right under my personal brand. I have my books. I have three books. I have um, an ebook and I have a podcast planner. They're all available on Amazon. They're all available on my website. So that's already two ways that I can make money there. So if someone finds my books on Amazon, they can purchase it that way. I'll get royalties for it. If they buy it on my website, I get all of the money minus tax and shipping. Okay, you you follow me. Follow me here. I'm breaking it down for y'all. I don't think I've broken it down for anyone like this before. So take note. Okay, so I have my books and my tangible materials. Um, Every now and again, I will release a merch collection. What is a merch collection? A merch collection are t-shirts with maybe quotes or sayings that I've come up with. My last one was, golly, it was a Valentine's Day collection. I just had a brain fart, you guys. Um, And I did a sweatshirt 
and um, some scullies, some beanies, excuse me. I did that through, it's called dropship, a dropshipping company called Printful. So basically what happens is I design, I make my designs, I upload my designs in Printful and Printful does all of the distribution, all of the shipping, all of that stuff. I just link it to my website. Printful takes their chunk of the money for what they do. They send me the rest of the money. I could set my own prices. I could do all of that. So that's the second stream. So you have books, planners, and then you have merch. So it could be coffee mugs or anything like that as well. Then I have my digital courses. So, and I'm not going to get into that because I have over 10 of them where I teach the things that I do for a living. I teach you how to create content. I teach you how to launch a podcast. I teach you how to make videos. I show you what equipment I use. So within those courses, you'll find links that are linked to affiliates. What that means is if I recommend in my video course, a camera or a tripod to you, then guess what? It's going to link you to my Amazon affiliate account where if you purchase that camera or that tripod, Amazon is going to cut me a check for a percentage of it. So as you can see, everything links together. Everything is a way for me to monetize. And then you have the opportunity through my personal brand to book me for speaking engagements, which is a whole nother fee that varies. So as you can see, my personal brand is monetized. Then you have Totspot Media, which is my one-on-one service-based company where I either create content for you, your personal brand or your business, or we work with you to strategize creative ways to do so. So that's content and digital marketing. Then you have Ethel and Carrie, which is my online boutique. So if I am recording an episode of Toddy Tonight, which by the way is under Totspot Media, Think Own Network, right? Podcast is under Top Spot Media. The talk show is under Top Spot Media. All of our my my personal website, the store's website, all created through Top Spot Media. So if I'm recording, and this is real life, if I'm recording an episode of my talk show, which is a visual video platform, guess what clothing I'm going to be wearing? Ethel and Carrie. Why? Because I could drop the link to what I'm wearing in my description, and people can purchase what they see me wearing. So. Everything that I just mentioned to you are multiple income streams because guess what? Tosspot Media isn't always booked up. This just happened as recently. So when Tosspot Media isn't booked up, I need to know that I have inventory for Ethel and Carrie and I wouldn't have inventory if I don't invest in it, right? Um, when Ethel and Carrie ain't popping, I need to know that my books are selling or my digital courses are selling. And so this is what I mean by having multiple income streams because all streams are not going to be popping at one time, not all the time at least. And so you have to have things to fall back on. I always hear people complain about not having the money. If when you get the money, invest it so that it can grow, so that when you get to a low place in one particular revenue stream, you have something else to fall back on. Guys, this is how the millionaires and billionaires are doing it. I mean, look at Martha Stewart, and I have to use Martha as an example because I have been studying her a whole lot. And if you know anything about Martha, you know that she is a smart woman. She is always expanding. She And she created a, a household name for herself based off of what? Living. Say it with me. Living. And I was watching an interview she did a couple years ago, and she said that she had written like 90-something books. Y'all, that's legacy. She didn't write that one book and said, oh, that's, that's enough of that for me. She kept living her life. She kept learning. She kept improving on her skill, and she kept writing books. When Martha is long gone, her daughter and her grandchildren are going to be so set because she lived and she put her life into her work. And she's monetizing it. And so investments are necessary. You can get ahead without doing it in the beginning. You could cut corners every now and again. But if you really want to move the needle, and I'm telling y'all from experience in this this here year right here, 2020, and probably the worst year we've had in a long time, y'all. I have made some investments that y'all would think I was crazy to do. But I will tell you that. I have made some investments and I have totally seen the needle move for me, literally in my clarity and who I am, what I do, how I serve, how I contribute to the world and my business revenue and my exposure and my consistency efforts. It all derived from making investments. And to be honest, last point before we move on to the last point is that 
if you're one of those people that's complaining about money and not having the money to do the things that you want to do to take your brand to the next level, I will tell you that until you start making investments, when you do get a little extra, you're always going to be in a place where you don't have the money to invest because you're not practicing. It's like with riding a bike. If you don't keep getting up and pushing the pedal, you're never going to get the hang of it. And so when you get these refund checks, when you get these stimulus checks, Put some money into what you're doing. Put some money into your brand in areas that you may have not had it before and watch and see how it moves the needle for you. And the last factor that I want to share with you guys that I personally use that is one you've heard before. This is nothing new under the sun. And that is to never stop learning. Never stop learning. You'll only be truly stuck when you stop learning. You can transition through periods of life. You can get in in moments where you may have a creative block, but you'll never, ever be totally stuck until you stop learning. If you don't know how to do something, don't be afraid to say, hey, I don't know how to do it and either learn yourself or hire somebody else. I posted this on Facebook a couple of days ago. There are people right around you who can help you take your life and or your business to the next level, but you're too busy still trying to figure out why you don't like that person. You're still trying to figure out how to cut the corner when you know that person is on your, that person is all up and down your timeline doing all the things that you want to do that have courses, classes, could teach you a thing or two to take your brand to the next level, to position your brand, to position you to build a long lasting brand, to leave a long lasting legacy. But you got all your little personal feelings all up and through it. And one thing I will say, and this wasn't on the paper, is that your, uh, you know, your little personal issues is in, in allowing that to dominate what you got going on is going to be the thing that forfeits all the work you're putting in. Those little personal issues you got going on, those things are relevant to your legacy. Your legacy don't care nothing about your little personal issues. Y'all heard me? Your legacy don't care about it. So when you're talking about building a long lasting brand, when you're talking about building legacy, you got to put the messiness aside. You got to be able to say, okay, I really don't know as much about this as I thought I should. I really want to take my brand to this level, but I don't have the equipment. I don't even know what equipment to get. I don't even know what type of person to hire. Find somebody that can point you in the right direction. Read a book, download an audiobook if you're not a reader. Listen, figure out, put the pieces of the puzzle together, connect the dots. Because when you aren't putting yourself in position to be a student always, you're missing out. You're missing out, guys, on the experience to learn what's happening in your industry. Because let me tell y'all something. Most people have no clue on what's going on in the industry, but beyond the surface things that they see. They don't take the time to read the numbers. They don't take the time to do the research. They don't study the bigger brands to see what which strategy they can implement into their small business. They're just not going to do the work. So you need more than inventory. You need more than a website. You need more than a Snapchat, a Facebook page to build a brand that has legacy potential. Let me say that one more time. You need more than inventory, product, You need more than a website. You need more than a Facebook page to build a brand that has legacy potential. You have to constantly learn. I wish you guys could see all the books I just finished reading in the midst of all the crazy I have going on in my life. I am always reading. I am always YouTubing. I just share with you guys, I've been studying Martha for the last month. Every month, I try to study somebody different. I try to read something different. And not just only in the industry that I'm in. I read books from other industries because guess what? Success repeats itself. Y'all have heard that before. And so if you read, if you're studying people, and if you're not a reader, watch YouTube videos. There are tons of interviews out there on people who are are building long-lasting brands, on people who are no longer living that have built impact. Study those people. Study their moves. Go back and watch their, when they first started videos until now or recent or before they passed away. And you'll see that success leaves clues. But if you're not seeking those clues, you'll never be in position. Let me tell you something. People don't pay me the amount of money they pay me right now, current day. They don't pay me the thousands of dollars that they pay me just because I have a pretty website or my Instagram feed looks cohesive or what I say. People pay me based on 
what I know that they don't have the time to figure out or they don't want to do the DIY version. They're not paying me for hours. They're paying me for experience. They're paying me for my brain, ultimately. When you get to that place, that's when you're really valuable in the marketplace because everybody is not going to take the time, space, or opportunity to have several seats and learn constantly. Don't just learn when you need to figure out something. Always learn. Always feed your mind because it's in those experiences through learning that you are able to intertwine them into your brand building efforts, into your customer's experience, into your client's experience. And so I'm going to leave you guys with that last factor. Um, I think I gave y'all like six. Um, I was hoping this episode wouldn't be too long, but I really wanted to kind of let you guys in on how I think, how I operate, how I move. And and that's that's how I'm always thinking. So I just gave y'all some real exclusive stuff because it's not the technical things, you know, the post 10 times a day on social media, have your logo on this in this particular place on your website. That stuff don't matter. It, It ain't even worth a hill of beans at the end of the day. What matters is what kind of effort you're putting in, not getting too comfortable, making sure that the people right in your immediate circle that y'all are working together taking time to live so that you have content to create that comes from your most authentic place, making investments and never stop learning. So that's it, you guys. I usually give y'all a table talk takeaway, but I really honestly, truly don't have one today. So I will leave you with this. Think long-term, play for the long game. It's a lot of microwave businesses and brand building going on out here in these streets let me tell you but I don't want you to be one of them if you want longevity if you want to build something to where people will talk about you when you're gone to where when you're not even around people are bringing your name up in rooms you have to adapt a whole new mindset The six things I share with you in today's show is kind of like a whole nother section of my brain, right? You got the regular sections and then you got this section. So if you ever wanted to know how I think, how I move, how I operate, why I operate in a way that I do, I just reveal those things to you. Now, if you enjoyed today's show, again, please share this episode. Copy the link wherever you're listening. Share it on Facebook, share it on Instagram, share it on Twitter, share it on Snapchat, whatever. But get the word out there. Share this information. This information is very, very, very important because with all that has happened in 2020, time is not waiting. Time is actually moving quickly. And if you're not moving more intentionally, you're going to get left behind. And every day that goes by that you're not thinking more intentionally, You are quickly stripping the potential of your legacy. And I know that's not an option for me. And I'm hoping that's not an option for you. So make sure you go back, re-listen to this episode, share this episode. Check out past seasons, past episodes, all of that on tabletalkwithtidy.com. Also, don't forget we're streaming now on Amazon Music. I'm so lit about that. You can download the app. You can listen right from your desktop. Just type Table Talk with Toddy in. And please, you guys, rate the show, review the show on whatever platform it is that you listen to it. And lastly, subscribe to my group chat, which is at natashaweston.com. And we can also connect on social media at official Toddy. And I think that's it. I... I feel like I'm back home now. I'm so glad to be back. I'm so glad to get the opportunity to really connect with you guys again in this capacity. And I cannot wait to share what's in store for the end of 2020 going into 2021. It's going to be lit tea in the city. That's a big hint. But anyway, I love you guys. And uh, I will check you out in our next